0: International. Got it. I
1: don't believe in Texas.
0: Welcome once again to beautiful South Austin here in the Flea Furnace. We return to the Gary Busey Town, Texas Town Massacre.
2: It's a big job just getting by with nine kids and a wife. But I've been a working man, dang dear, all my life, and I'll keep on working Long's long as my two hands are fit to use. I'll drink my beer in a tavern, sing a little bit of these working man blues. my nose on the grindstone work hard every day i might get a little tired on the weekend after i draw my paper i go back work
0: i'm learning it right can i get it down hot intro <laughs> i learn from the best I learned from the best all right oh yeah we return to our uh our texas town massacre foray into movies about texas uh movies from where are uh our namesake comes hails from gary Busey himself i assume gary Busey probably loves a lot of texas movies don't you think probably it just kind of feels like that would fall into his they seem like they're part his of preview. his yeah whole thing je ne sais quoi yeah uh uh join this is bezo here joined here of course by uh <laughs> gary Busey, town co-host and uh body tape international co-founders ethan and donna hello hello bezo hi hey you're a founder too everyone's a founder <laughs> <sighs> yeah and uh so movie number four of our i think it's the fourth one we started off with um uh, one of my favorites star. lone star followed mm-hmm. by i forget uh, oh uh pettis texas paris paris. Texas, paris texas and then uh the old 1960s uh hood hood yeah. uh, paul newman flick Hud. and now uh we return to another a-list actor Oh, of yeah. a different sort, although he does—he does, he does kind of carry himself a little like a, like a Paul Newman, I think, like a and a rugged Paul Newman. If, if start this again. <laughs> I
1: know this fucking no, that no we're about. I'm
0: not going there. That's not <laughs> I'm going. I'm talking about like persona on screen, like Tommy Lee Jones in a film that is obviously, I think, a passion project of his and uh, directed mm-hmm. by him. Uh, filmed on his ranch. Uh, filmed on his ranch, wow. his property here in Texas wow uh, called i'm gonna hope i don't butcher <laughs> this the three burials of mel
1: me quieres? Me
0: quieres Estrada. Yeah. <laughs> wow yeah you came pretty close i think yeah it. Yeah.
3: nice me, me quiere,
1: me quieres?
0: Mel- quieres. It's, a, it's just a me name queres. first name to pick and to put on the front title of a film because yeah. you would think like if a studio had their fingers on it, like can you just call yeah. him like jonas you like know. that's so much easier uh, different. You know, like I can feel like it's obviously a project that, you know, it's it's there's a passion to it to include that mm-hmm. kind of first name on the front of it. Uh as opposed to um, you know simplifying wand. it for yeah, one yeah, exactly. <laughs> simplifying it for a yeah. broader audience. So I appreciate that. I appreciate wow. that. Wow. Way to go, Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee Jones.
1: Well, here's the thing the Spanish release of this film, the Yeah, the Spanish release of the film is the th- full name the full title the okay. american release is just the three burials oh what uh
0: what would the full title trend wait, 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 wait
1: that's it it's just they cut off the end for the american release it's
0: just called the uh, three burials yeah well on the boxes set and everything i always, I always thought it was the three burials of um Macchia, if you, that's you look at Tarana.
1: the if you look at the um, IMDb, it's only under the three burials. Oh. And it's not until you click on it that it has the full title. And so I looked it up a little bit because I was like, what the fuck? Like, are yeah. they different movies? Yeah. Um,.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Hmm.
1: It's also weird. Another weird thing that I found on IMDb about this movie today. Cause I was like, I couldn't remember what it was. I knew it had a number in it. Oh yeah. And I was like, well, I know Tommy Lee Jones is in it. Mm-hmm. So I went to his IMDb page and I looked through all the films he was in. And mm-hmm. he's not, it's not under his films. It's under his director credit, which right. is weird that you can't have it in both. Oh uh, yeah. Or curious. if he was like, I don't want it. I don't want to be known for acting in this That's movie. I want to be, yeah. I'm, and uh, it took me like even longer to, <laughs> to find the, to the movie. Then. yeah.
0: <laughs> I'd be curious to go back and look at other films where it's starred, acting, directed, and starred by the same mm-hmm. person to see how it's lo- how it's listed. And I, he was top billed in the uh, credits, though. So. Yeah, he was. He was. Uh, Numero uno. 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 Wow. So uh, this movie is <laughs> about several things but i think <laughs> i thought you were gonna say several hours <laughs> no, several things and yeah. I, first off i mean to me a thumbs up really enjoy this movie yeah this yeah. movie's
1: sweet i so i w- I didn't pay attention to imdb when i was on the wild goose chase for it earlier but i i was looking at it um after we finished the movie and according to imdb it has a rating of 7.4 out of 10 and I was like yeah, but I was like, that seems like kinda low. I thought this movie was really good.
0: It seems like the kind of rating um that it would get that's uh Yeah, you're right. It should be a little higher. It yeah. should be up there close to the eighth or, or small eights, you know, something in there. Yeah. I would think, based off my IMDB prowess. So maybe it's got a little hate on it, uh yeah. or just a little maybe not maybe the rock right, maybe the right people haven't seen this Here one. okay, yeah.
1: here's the point that I'm trying to make. While an enjoyable film, Hmm. Men in Black, also starring Tommy Lee Jones, is a 7.3. Hmm. that's 0.1 percent lower than this movie (laughs) that doesn't make a lot of sense to me
0: (laughs) there's something always like that's a rabbit hole to get down like when you start you know trying to figure out you know comparing movies by using these these numbers per se you know because you're always having to compare like movies you can't just say well this is a high end drama versus some you know independent film that was made on a you know, a 10th of the budget. There's, uh, there's always a weird sort of calculation that you have to do. Uh, I, I haven't seen men in black in forever.
1: Okay. Well, maybe this is a more relevant question because this movie very frequently. So this movie takes place in West Texas, which we haven't talked about like the panhandle. Right or whatever no, the, the, the pan flat pan part, <laughs> part after the panhandle <laughs> the griddle portion of texas <laughs> we haven't talked about uh yeah, the, that ben- side the bendy yet. part <laughs> yeah because it, it, a lot of it's also filmed outside of his ranch in uh, big bend ah, which yeah. is a like a huge national park in texas uh, if you don't live in texas i'm sure you have no idea what this is because be. it took me a long time before i figured it out after we moved down here right um but uh, a lot of people compare this to No Country for Old Men.
0: Yeah. How do you feel about that now that you've seen it? Because I, I had seen this previously. And I, when you mentioned that on last podcast, I wasn't really making that comparison other than yeah. TLJ and sort of like a Western setting. But other than that, I really wasn't making that big of a jump between the two. What about, what about you guys? No. No, it's funnier than No Country for Old Men. It's yeah. light, more lighthearted yeah, it's got a it's got a sm- small little weakened up Bernie's flavor to it.
1: Here's what I'll say about it. I have a weird relationship with no country for old men. Also. i I like it, but I like there will be blood better. and they came out around the same time. So it's very, very difficult for me to differentiate the two. And then on top of that, true grit came out around the same time. So the three of those together is like, it It's nearly impossible for me to distinguish what is going on in any of them. I would say out of the three, this film is closer to true grit than it is to either the no, other the two. two. I can see And that. the other two are more similar to each other by far and large there will be blood is the greatest thing to come out of those three or four movies
0: you know every once in a while we all lock we kind of lock horns on a few things but every once in a while we also come into perfect simpatico and i am in total agreement there will yeah. be blood is the one of the few It's one of basically i think of two movies that i walked out of and i was like that's a fucking masterpiece yeah um, and just completely blown away and that that was i'm totally in agreement in that and i had the same feeling it came out with war will... for the planet of the apes <laughs> there will be blood. this there will be Blood came out the same year that uh, no country did and no country won all the accolades like it's a perfect movie and everybody was losing their shit over it. and i'm like have y'all not seen this and like well daniel day lewis good like shut the fuck up (laughs) this is not good this This is a fucking masterpiece yeah
1: pal dano's great too dano's so good that's like also because daniel day lewis kind of can be confusing for me with josh brolin too who's in true or in a fucking no country for old men so it's like it's just so difficult you, for me for your, Paul Dano. They all gel like,
0: together. <laughs>
1: yeah, but no, oh my god, that movie is so good.
0: So, uh I, I would say that um that uh, uh No Country for Me the the is is about coping with violence that 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 doesn't seem to have any coping mechanism around it. Like that's when you get the final monologue with TLJ talking about how he just is, it, it's, it's just incompatible with his worldview of, of the Shigur existing in his world and, and whatnot. Um, I think, uh, there will be blood has these, is really a conflict between, uh, a social statement on religion and capitalism and, uh, or, in the worst aspects of capitalism and then i don't All remember it. i don't remember true grit too enough to to talk about its themes but i think this one is unique maybe the thematically closer to um there will be excuse me um uh, no, no country, country but it's not about cops and robbers although those are occupations here but it's 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 very specific it's about kind of like a, it kind of goes into frontier justice which is yeah. very similar which that's
1: is, what true grit's more about
0: And i feel like i wish i had seen that now because i think that'd be a it's strong a strong parallel i didn't care for it either that's why i haven't <laughs> seen it again
1: yeah it's not good yeah
0: yeah <laughs> thank you you <laughs> know what is
1: sweet though what's that one movie that Hi. he was no 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 <laughs> that movie that he was in where they go to um, It was at Fantastic Fest a few years ago Where they go into Mexico And they're looking for like This specific tribe And they're like I don't want to spoil it That movie fucking rules though Who's in it? The same guy from fucking True Grit
3: What's the same. Oh, uh, Jeff Bridges? Tuhati. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the Bone Tomahawk. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my that, God. That movie fucking rules! Movie. Oh,
1: my God. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That was a good film. I. That's another movie I, I you recommended that to me and I saw it like five months after you recommended it and I was like, holy shit, Donna. Was right. Dude,
1: so that movie is so good. Yeah.
0: That's another movie I, wanted, I would like to break down and talk about like in scene by scene and how efficient the dialogue is and how it's able to build characters with like three lines mm-hmm. of dialogue. It's, yeah, it's, truly it's amazing. like the
1: pacing makes sense too. And like there's so much space for you to just like take in what they're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like this movie is kind of similar to that though. Like there's not a ton of dialogue, but like every sentence is like really weighted.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and there, it, it has, you know, the, each little character sort of has its own kind of like, Direction, you know, like nobody is sort of beholden to. uh, I'm just a mechanic in this in this plot. Like they seem to have their own little personalities and stories that are going Mm -hmm. on, which I I I enjoyed. Which was not necessary. There's all these micro stories in it. Yeah,
1: yeah. And everyone, all the characters are like fully fleshed out, where they like they all develop in their own unique ways. Yeah. Yeah,
3: it was kind of funny about. 20 minutes into this movie, I'm like, oh, God, I know this whole story. And then he just pushes it a little bit further. Yeah. And I think that's like a good story when you're like, oh, I know this. And then have that rug sort of pulled out from under you as the – Or not necessarily pulled out from under you, just extended to this – Long, very long rug. Yeah. No, it's still the rug. Like you still get the story. Yeah. Like it's still the same, but there's like, uh, you know, smaller intricacies and it, it it goes longer than what you expect. Like your, your foresight that you have that you're like, Oh, I figured this out that, that foresight only lasts for the next 20 minutes. Oh,
1: I wouldn't even go that far for me. Like I figured out the movie pretty quickly. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to tune out for a little bit. But then, like, every... every I, I That lasted maybe, like, two or three minutes. And then I was yeah. just like, wait, like, whoa. I just want to know more about these characters and, like, more about their interactions. Especially, like, the second act. It's just like oh shit yeah. now it's gonna uh,
3: get like really wild it is separated really conveniently into like uh four x technically yeah I think. yeah yeah but the, i mean
1: first burial second yeah. burial journey and third burial yeah
0: right. i mean it makes a whole st- uh, story circle i am f- i think like personally i'm like fascinated with the concept of justice and what it means to different people and uh-huh. different cultures and different uh-huh. situations, and how like uh, there's something like civically that we all we all sort of like bend the knee to wanting to wanting and having justice and uh it, it it's it's devastating when you when there's no justice. And like with the system that we have in place doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, we talked a little bit about that when we were talking about Detroit. Um, there's a sense of that in this movie. There isn't, you know, the system isn't going to provide justice. And therefore, uh, Tommy Lee Jones' character steps in to fill that role. Yeah. And uh, and I think a lot of Westerns sort of go in that direction. I didn't really think about that too much until I started watching this. but Vigilante justice? Vigilante justice, exactly. And this, the weird sort of... It's okay because the system isn't working. We're okay with this, but we're not okay with it if the system's working. You know, like there's uh, there's a lot of things to think about and uh, about what, th- what the implications are of yeah. of that concept. And, and and this one has a very specific kind. I think has a very specific kind of point to it because it's not just justice. It's redemption. It's it's justice purposely designed to to get this end of redemption and forgiveness. Uh, that that puts a little different angle uh, to the conversation. Cause it's not just, I mean, justice is, you know, I, you shoot this person. Now I shoot you. That's, that's justice too. But there's a certain poeticness about, about this that's in the film.
1: Yeah. I think that this movie is uh, more so than the other ones that we've watched so far. This one's more like, like um, we've talked about the other ones, a couple of the other ones being like literary like they're more like books but this one to me is more like like uh, v- like a verbal story like a story Mm. that would be like passed down in like a small town in Texas. You're like a cowboy or like prairie kind of story. You know what I mean?
0: I could totally see this being like, like the myth of the three burials of Esther. I can't pronounce (laughs) it. Like I could see that story being like a version of this being passed down. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, this originally was a book too. It's an adapted screenplay. Oh, okay. But, yeah i don't know it just it feels like kind of mythical mm-hmm. you know it just seems like a very like
3: definitely mythical it follows like a mythical story yeah like structure mm-hmm. like the structure like we keep talking about screenplays and writing screenplays and like standard stuff and different story structures and everything and yeah i think this one yeah definitely falls around more of a mythical story structure you know i mean because 90 of it is them just traveling
0: through the desert yeah, yeah, and it, and it's about this. Uh, you, we haven't really talked about the plot per se, but um, there's this character uh, played by Barry Pepper, who uh, moves to a small border town on the west on the west near West Texas with his wife. I guess that's January Jones, mm-hmm. who, um, who who came over here to be a border patrol agent, and the guy's fucking asshole. All, yeah. yeah, without too many without getting too much into details and uh during a patrol um he inadvertently p- perhaps shoots a um a, well i uh, um who at the time was across the border illegally who was who was actually shooting at a, a, a desert fox and um, the other guy uh, confused him shooting the fox with himself or the coyote with himself and then killed him. Uh, T- uh, Tommy Lee Jones' character is friends with uh, Estrada. And so he enacts the, the plot to seek revenge, which leads him to uh, this to Barry Pepper's character, and instead of getting revenge in a conventional sense, he takes them on this journey to bury uh, the character uh, properly in his hometown in Mexico, yeah, Jimenez, yeah, Mexico. Um, and as this is the plot, it's not really the you know the purpose of it. Like you said, like this whole there's a whole section that it says the first burial of, uh, of Melchizedek Estrada, the second burial, and then the journey. And then the, I think the importance of having the journey part is to put this big block of film in there to show how difficult this is to go. Not just, it's difficult in part because Tommy Lee Jones's character is making it difficult for um, Barry Pepper's character. And Barry Pepper has to go through this painful journey himself before he gets to the end where... Tommy Lee Jones asks, you know, demands, demands, asks, if you will, pushes him over the edge to ask mm-hmm. forgiveness for having killed this guy. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't get there without that journey part, yeah, yeah. which goes to show that the, 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 this vigilante justice is less about, um, you know, what Tommy Lee Jones wants. It's more of like a sort of a cosmic justice that, you know, to give, to get, to pay back to what was, was what happened to the victim. I just really liked it like that's that's such a unique concept that I don't really see explored in a whole lot of other movies and in order to do that it sort of has to violate what you're talking about that conventional three stra- three act deal where you know the character is going to do this and he's going to have an obstacle and he's going to overcome that obstacle mm, and yeah. so on it's not about that it's more about taking this Barry Pepper character through the story and getting him to the end to change Tommy yeah. Lee Jones character doesn't change. Yeah, and we have nice time
3: changes and everything like that. I like all the
1: characters that they run into on their way during the journey. Like the blind guy is just really fascinating and he's revisited and that's equally bizarre and fascinating. Yeah, it
0: has like an Odyssey quality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: And then uh, also like um, the guys at the truck that give them meat they're yeah. like three wise like, money. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And then uh, the family, I guess, or I don't really know what they were, but the two younger women and dude in the store, which was just like so cute, by the way. <laughs> um, but they're also like very bizarre. Yeah. It, yeah. I, I don't know. This story is just really awesome. I I would be really interested in reading this book, I think.
3: Yeah. Yeah yeah I yeah I, I don't know I don't know if Tommy Lee Jones is unchanged I think he changes you think so yeah 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 I mean he definitely seems like he's going more and more insane like <laughs> like even yeah even uh what's his name Brian Pepper or whatever yeah Barry uh, Barry Pepper uh even him like uh he even mentions that once he's like you're going insane yeah like yeah I mean I can definitely see him doing that. I mean, he definitely seems to have like some weight. I don't know if that weight is you know, knowing that cuz you still like the funny thing is is like even if they did they spent like some weird time with like his wife and everything.
1: It's not his wife. I th- I think she's what changes him. I don't think the death is what changes him or the knowledge of who killed estrada it's the fact that she the woman he was having an affair with w- well tommy lee jones isn't married but the woman is married to this guy that mm. owns the diner in town that every that seems to be like this integral watering hole of all of these people mm. uh he is cheating with her mm-hmm. she's cheating on her husband
3: mm-hmm. But then she brings along She
1: comes to him to tell him That she heard who killed Estrada And that's what sets all of this emotion But I think the action of her coming to him Is far more weighted to him Than she understands Like he thinks that that is an indication That she's willing to Leave her husband for him Or that he matters that much more to her Like it's one thing for her to give like you know, lip service and be like, "Oh, I love you more than my husband," or "You're you're the true one that I love," or whatever mm. out of these myriad of dudes that she's banging on the side. Mm-hmm. But the fact that uh, she came to him with that information and came to the house like that's a lot. Yep. And you can, because then he calls her later. When but, yeah, in but the I bar. wasn't saying
3: about that specifically. I'm saying the information is never revealed to. Brian Peppers or whatever <laughs> Barry Peppers. It's never yeah. revealed the information that his wife went along with the other wife for the purpose of having sex or some weird thing. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm, they're brought along, and the information's never revealed to him that his wife is like his wife and uh, Marquise Vecchiere or <laughs> whatever. Like yeah, had some sort of connection that was
2: weird. Right.
1: That's irrelevant because that's. Not that's from his character's point of view. I'm specifically talking in the point of view of Tommy Lee Jones, mm. which his character is motivated by. Initially, when we first meet him, it's motivated by event like um, avenging his friend's death. I wouldn't say a revenge, mm. but he wants him to have a proper burial and find out, you know, what exactly the circumstances were surrounded by his death. But the fact that the woman comes in and tells him who killed her, him, mm. that is what sets him crazy because it's mm-hmm. like, OK, well, now like love is on my side and like you gave me this information and I love you, so I have to do something with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it was certainly pushing more in that direction, but you already had the scene before that where he sets the head on fire. And uh, to me, that seemed to be like more of a case of I'm losing my mind, mm-hmm. you know, being okay with that and cool with that and the way he's sort of like panicking and almost feeling like he has like this weird, he's like, he's, that That scene feels like he's sort of losing his grip on what he's trying to accomplish, um, and then the that scene with him talking to um, Melissa Leo's character comes a little bit later.
1: No, 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 no. No, hmm. I'm wrong. Yes, you are. He talks to her initially, and that's what sets him on the journey.
0: No, I mean he sets. Yeah, I mean to tell him who who did who committed.
1: Right. I yeah. didn't say anything about their conversation in the bar.
0: Oh, I thought you were referring to that other conversation. Mm-hmm. As the no, second I'm That really pushed him over the edge. No,
1: like, yeah, clearly he was going insane, but he's fueled by the, um, a mania of running away from his his home and where things don't make sense. He's already taken things to such drastic measures that he understands and accepts. The second that he crosses that border, he's never going to be able to come back to Texas. Hmm, and so the only option is that she'll come and meet him yeah. from his point of view. So when, yeah, he's going crazy, but of course, I mean, like if there's fire ants crawling all over something, like naturally anyone would freak out and also probably like their dead friends face <laughs> on fire to prevent it from coming at them. I mean, like obby, what else obby. are you going to do?
0: Yeah. Uh, God, What a tired trope. <laughs> yeah.
1: But then he has, yeah. Then when he has the conversation with her, then he's filled with despair now because the promise is is now gone. Yeah. So the only thing that's carrying him through this journey now is to find this specific place where this dude is supposed to be and it doesn't exist.
0: Yeah. Yeah, So he's just void of everything. Um, Yeah. So are we going to, to say that the, the wife and the kids are not his,
1: oh no I don't think so
0: you don't think so I don't know or she he's was in just in the background
1: himself. of the image it was weird yeah. the first time that it was shown yeah.
0: he's in the, it's a, it's shown twice or multiple times where right. he's yeah. clearly the f- in the background of right the, image. Yeah. But the yeah. first
1: time it was shown I was like why like that's a weird picture that you're like
0: yeah. in the background not in the foreground something hugging with the
1: dirt like yeah. what like what is going <laughs> How on also here? did
0: he get that photo <laughs> And why would he tell the story to Tommy Lee Jones's character? I
3: don't know. To make
1: him feel better than... I mean, he probably didn't think that he was going to die, you know.
3: It's such a... uh, It's such a bizarre mystery. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I... To me, and because like you can't really say that because eventually, so Tommy Lee Jones gets Barry Pepper's character down to this little town, what they think is going to be Jimenez, where his his hometown was, and nobody seems to know where it is, despite asking much people. He confronts his family, his wife, he hasn't seen in five years, presumably, who then says, "I have no idea who this person is," and then they go off on you know trying to go out in the middle of nowhere to find the small ruins of a town but clearly that couldn't have been a
1: town yeah it's like like
0: an outpost or something it's just like
1: a shanty
0: you can't it's hard you can't argue that whatever that town was has come and gone into oblivion in the short amount of time that he's been didn't start yeah so you feel like well it can't be as but maybe it is maybe it's a someplace he visited and and just thought of as his home and and maybe it's in a, something he wanted it to be. It's an interesting kind of fantasy that he he's a, a yarn, if you will, that he spun mm. for Tommy Lee Jones's character. And I'm not quite sure of the relevance of having. It could also, that. I
3: mean, it could also like there is like a lot of uh, a lot of kind of weird disillusionment in this movie. So I mean, that might go in with that as the idea. Yeah, that's an L- interesting pull. Like, uh, like. Uh, for instance, like the, the I, I'm trying to remember her January Jones. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the Marquez, uh, when when they're together, there's this bizarro disillusionment. Yeah. With their like ten minutes together mm-hmm. or whatever, because it's like they go into a hotel room. He can't get the door open, so then she opens. It's just very weird. Yeah. And then like she invites him in, and then like. There's just porn on the TV. And they turn on the music. And they start dancing to the song mm-hmm. about sunsets. But then the whole wall is a sunset. So it's like this bizarro disillusioned thing that, like, oh, it's disillusioned that, like, they have a relationship or something. And then, like, uh, the same with uh, Tommy Lee Jones and the waitress. Like, they're he's disillusioned into thinking they have a meaningful relationship. And, you know, so maybe purpose of that is that like it all turns out that uh, Marquez also is disillusioned into thinking he has this relationship with someone and her maybe she knows him somehow but you know maybe they hooked up once or something.
0: And doesn't I want to say anything th- or confess either get anything out because she is married he, now.
3: Yeah or maybe she was married and he was their groundskeeper. Who knows you know. I mean
1: I think it's a real Bible thing because uh. Barry is God because he's the almighty power in his head and huh. uh, Tommy Lee Jones is Jesus because he has to bear the cross of his dead friend and in the injustice and then Estrada is like the Holy Spirit that just kind of is ghostly <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> this ends the theology portion of our show. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's it.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Where does the frankincense and myrrh come in? Oh yeah, the three wise men. Yeah, that's the right. three wise men.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of like biblical stuff in this shit, though.
0: Yeah. Everybody's well, <laughs> Catholic, that's for sure.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it is an interesting turn with the whole her not knowing him type of thing. Like why? Like, what's the reason behind that? Well,
1: that's what I think, like, that wasn't a town. If he was... I mean, that that other place where they were, where the the wife and air quotes and the rich man that knows everyone. Yeah. And the nice-looking store that was there. All of those people seem like they're relatively well off Comparatively to like the other people that they've met on their journey Once they're in, like once they're across the border in Mexico Mm -hmm. That area definitely seems like it has more money And people are better off than the other areas Not to say that that chick That his supposed wife Wife, looked uh, like she was like loaded or something Right, right, comparatively speaking Right, but I mean, it is possible that maybe he did shit in that town, you know, and he and then he just lived not to like a, a horse ride away in this like poor shamble little shanty thing.
0: Yeah, I, I think I think the only conclusion that's reasonable to draw perhaps is that He didn't have much of a life in in this small town that he was in. He was mostly forgotten and mostly a non-entity and maybe fantasized about having a wife and kids, but was still... And maybe that maybe fixated on that one particular person, and was able to find or either way come across that photograph where he was in the background, made up his own backstory, and when he got to the United States, finally found a friend to share that with to make it real for him. Um, And uh, maybe you know, of course, not knowing perhaps that that his friend would be called upon to actually bury his body out there when really it was his. He was just trying to. You know perpetuate the story the of his backstory you know to give himself sort of a a sense of purpose that maybe yeah. he never really had um it, either way it's it's a fascinating little spin that kind of comes at you blindside in the last yeah. act and uh it does beg reason and and, and an inquiry into its its relevance yeah the last act doesn't make
3: that much sense <laughs> You don't think so? I mean, I think it makes sense when you watch it, but a lot of the choices, you're like, why? Like with that one specifically, you're like, why did you make that choice?
1: Yeah, yeah but that's why it's like a, that's why it's a Western or like a, like an oral history yeah. Yeah. kind of story, you know? Cause that shit doesn't make any fucking sense. That's true. Or like a mythology, that shit doesn't make any sense. Or that's why, you know, he, Brian Peppers is God and <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones is Jesus. Estrada's like the Holy, the Holy Ghost.
3: I do like when he gets that snake bite though, and then gets confronted by the lady who's nosy broke. Yeah. It's
1: uh, yeah. cool.
0: Again, a sense of uh, justice coming into play from her perspective yeah. where she feels like her initial thing is fucking let's let him die. And uh, is called to do, the right thing in some ways by Tommy Lee Jones's character. I like (laughs) it. (laughs) I like it too. I I like like this movie
1: a lot. I thought it was really good. I was pretty surprised actually.
0: TLJ uh, loves, he's obviously in love with this world. I think Mm. he, I think you get a sense that, I mean, from that's his directorial choice that uh maybe he's done too many you know movies men and blacks. yeah too many <laughs> men in blacks and wants to would really prefer the i mean he's done in the valley of elah he did yeah. of course he was in no country Lincoln. he was in oh that's right he played one of the senators in lincoln he played lincoln too don't you
1: dare challenge me <laughs> uh
0: i have a i i think he would be happy just doing these kinds of movies for the rest of his career i mean he should <laughs> this yeah.
1: movie was great It's so, all the characters feel so real too, which I can't say about any of the other movies that we've watched so far, with the exception kind of of Paris, Texas. Mm -hmm. Those characters feel like you could drop them into this world and they would exist, but they'd like clearly have issues. (laughs) You know what I mean? But all the other characters Mm -hmm. are like so far removed from actual reality.
0: I kind of feel bad that I'm not, I haven't gone through and watched every single movie that Melissa Leo is in because she... And every movie that she's in, she's, like, fucking awesome.
1: Yeah, she's great. Yeah. She's been in so much shit, she too. She has. And,
0: and it was one of those things where I didn't, like... My eyes didn't open up to her and her, like, who she is as an actress until... I think it was The Frozen River or something. Um, I forget the name of the film, but she just i was like who is this and i think she got nominated that year and, oh a and
3: river it, runs through it No, but it's frozen
0: <laughs> the frozen river and running through it and uh and now she's in this and she's just you know she's just a great a great actress also i felt like i we didn't talk about it and i kind of wish we had is the not to diverge too much but the actress who's in hud she like she has just a a wide range of emotions and character and uh yeah she kills yeah she's she's like she's she she, i mean it it was a good performance It's one of the things i didn't think about until in in retrospect but she was really good too but yeah Yeah. melissa leo is terrific in this and i do find it funny that all the border agents go to like the
3: hotel that they go to to have sex all the border agents to get their coffee they all go there to like get coffee it's really bizarre at
0: the at the hotel. Or yeah, it, yeah, yeah. The they
3: hotel all, and the diner are the same place. No, 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 no. But the border agent, like he goes and he gets his coffee in that hotel when they're all like standing in line, like getting coffee, <clears throat> and he's like, "Oh, you use an AR-16?" They're all in that hotel because then he walks out with his coffee cup, uh, and his coffee cup has the hotel logo on it. Oh, I didn't notice and all that. And then also, they bring the bullets to him in the hotel cup. He's Tommy Lee Jones like carrying around a hotel cup yeah. because he brings that hotel cup into the
0: diner, that styrofoam cup, and he dumps out those bullets. It should be a pretty straightforward case though, right? They got shell casings. They should be able to match it with the gun. The gun should have missing bullets in it because those should be reported. Like this should be a pretty open and shut case, right? I mean, I would think so. Yeah. But it, they just want to cover it up for some reason. I think the guy was like saying, well, he shot first and he shot back, you know, like, yeah. you know, but let's bury it, but. Uh, still should have been an investigation. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know, but again, it opens the door for the frontier justice.
3: That's true. And I think it's also like trying to play off like that small town thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like small town covering up, up stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah. I don't know. I just think that's kind of an easy kind of trope. Low hanging
1: this, this movie makes me think of, uh, the beginning of it really made me think of Fargo. Mm. Like Mm. a lot. Like I could see people that like Fargo, but with like a different setting Mm. would be like really into this movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's not as funny or extreme. No,
1: but it's like told and like kind of a disjunct way. Like Fargo is Mm -hmm.
3: mildly confusing. Yeah. Point.
1: Yeah. Yeah
3: weird left turns yeah, in the writing there's,
0: there's yeah the, especially in the first uh, act or fa- first 30 45 minutes you see the film does a lot of these things with the screenplay where it kind of like g- goes back and forth in chronology yeah and uh i think this is the same writer who did um 21 grams mm. which we've talked about has a has an un has a does the same sort of out of order chronological thing. However, once they get on, once they lock, they come. Yeah. Once they get into the second burial and onto the journey, it's pretty straightforward from there on out. Yeah. But there are some moments early on where you, you don't really get that these shots of this, a uh, mm-hmm. friend of Tommy Lee Jones is the dead character who who is basically introduced at the very first scene.
1: Yeah, mm. 21 Grams and Babel, which is interesting because this movie also reminded me of Babel. Mm. And I was like, Babel does what they're trying to do in the beginning better. And Babel yeah. came out... Uh, one Ten year years. after oh, so <laughs> 21 <laughs> grams came, yeah 21 <laughs> grams came out in 2003 the three burials came out in 2005 hmm. and then Babel came out in 2006 so wow,
3: i thought this movie was much older than that oh, oh really no, 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 yeah. i mean it felt like a movie from the 90s to me mm.
1: i can see that i remember yeah, yeah, coming
0: yeah. out I remember the time that it came out, so I knew it was kind of mid-2000s. Really? Yeah.
3: yeah, I mean just like the, even the intro, like kind of cut, like cue card and shit, like you're like, oh, this looks kind of old. Kind Everything of like looks like it's on film. Mm, yeah, even like the titles and the font choice and everything yeah, has an yeah, yeah. old feel to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they do a good job. It feels handcrafted. Handcrafted. I don't know. I, they, yeah, I liked it. I liked the set pieces. I thought it was really good. Not a lot of like Texas as a character, but Leaning on the uh, uh, American to
0: Mexico relationship, that yeah, seen before. Well, it also has you know, there's like you know the Western style of I think the, like they said the frontier justice. Not to uh-huh. rehash that, but there's also the cowboys and yeah. and, uh, and 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 uh, you know the same kind of elements you saw in Lone Star, yeah, with the uh, corrupt cops and just uh-huh. and you know, finding justice in that and whatnot. Um. I'm happy that we've been doing Westerns more frequently though. Yeah.
3: The I space like Westerns.
1: feels very Texas.
0: Yeah. There's a couple of shots that I really like. You see this really cool parallax going on mm. uh, heightened, uh, the most prominent is when they're walking the horses up that narrow, uh, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the, there's there's always these sections in the journey where that. There's another great shot I loved where uh, at one point Barry Pepper's character sort of gets away from Tommy Lee Jones and he's running away trying to get back home because yeah. uh, he's effectively been kidnapped. Um, but Tommy Lee Jones has the horses. So he's just kind of like strolling, walking by as the guy's like hyperventilating, trying to run away. And there's this shot where Barry Pepper's character is running, running from the right of the screen to the left of the screen. And he's coming up in the foreground. And the the background is this giant kind of Texas hill. Mm. And it's kind of panning to the the right or everything else sort of panning to the left. It's a really interesting shot. Uh, I, yeah, I, I like, like that, that it used the landscape yeah. to kind of fit that space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's another... There is
3: a lot of nice like, kind of spacey shots in this.
1: Yeah, there's a really good cuz uh I don't want to ruin Babel cuz I'm I'm for sure going to do that for a BTI recommends. I fucking love that movie, but there's uh, a part of that story takes place in Mexico. Mm-hmm. It spef- specifically deals with crossing the border yeah. and mm-hmm. like that whole sequence is shot really well, but yeah. it's a lot of like similar terrain, Yeah. Um, even though it takes place in like the California-Mexico bo- border. But um. mm. there's also another interesting thing too. Uh, she, the waitress... Uh, And January Jones become like fast friends I guess Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. uh, they keep talking um, January Jones keeps like Talking about being from Cincinnati Mm -hmm. And just Not liking it here And she's just like well I mean it's different down here like it's different here. And I was like, that's very Texas. <laughs> it's, yeah, It's very Texas both well, because it's a fact. And also that is something that like people say to you, whether what, they're from here or not.
0: What do you think about that scene where she's getting coffee, Melissa Leo, it's only three people in the scene, basically and Melissa Leo is there and her husband who she's cheating on and is, and whatnot is in the, is a cook in the background. And Melissa Leo looks over to January Jones who's kind of, you know, they acknowledge that they're there and Melissa Leo looks over to her husband there's a non-communication thing between her and January Jones says hey Bob how long have we been married (laughs) and he answers uh, um, uh, 12 years like he's like you can't remember and he's like why why'd you ask
1: no he says what day is it
0: oh what day is it yeah
1: and then she says she looks back at January Jones and she's just like
0: Gives her a knowing see, look. See,
1: like, what well, does anything matter?
0: No. Yeah, so that that's why I wanted to ask, like, what was you, what would, what, what did you take as the nonverbal communication in that scene from Melissa Leo to January Jones? I guess that's your take on it.
1: Yeah, I mean, she's, I don't know, January Jones is obviously miserable and hates, you know, she's clearly. I mean, with what we see of her interaction with her husband, yeah, uh, it's clearly not a great relationship. Um, yeah I don't know I mean she just looks like well like what am I doing here what am I doing with my life why am I here and mm. yeah
0: what about you she's did
1: you take anything
3: from that from that yeah I mean I think it's like it's pretty I mean her like situation's pretty obvious like she's stuck she's like sort of stuck with him for no reason but feels stuck because she like brings it up specifically when she's talking to Tommy Lee Jones on the phone of like I'm stuck here, you know. Like I can't leave here, but then she's like fucking everyone in the town, and like she's like, "Look, my husband doesn't know our how long we've been together or whatever." So yeah, it's just.
1: What does that have to do with January Jones? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I thought you were. I didn't think you were talking
3: about January Jones. See, when I saw that, I thought you were talking about the interpretation of that scene.
0: Well, the interpretation of what I'm talking about is that. The the nonverbal communication Melissa Leo's character In January Jones After her husband answers Well yeah.
1: before too Because it's like They're looking at each other Like January Jones Is clearly looking For something out of uh, The waitress And then she's like she's like i don't like i don't know what to tell you like we've already had this conversation before of like how nothing matters or whatever yeah. and so then she turns and poses a question to her husband and he gives some stupid bullshit that is not what she's looking for and so she turns back to january jones and she's just like see like what it's fucking there's no point to anything
0: mm. the uh, the i took a slightly different her i, I interpreted something slightly different where uh, Melissa Leo is trying to tell her, if you have a chance, now you need to get out of here because this is what it's going to end up like. Like, I think mm. to me, it was a slight warning sense. that she's trying to say to her. Not like, that's the impression I, I understand got. Almost understand like that, a, yeah. a matronly sort of, I'm trying to give you some cosmic yeah. wisdom here. While she's like kind of hareming her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And
3: kind of grooming her to be her. It's kind In of funny. Sense, yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Well, I don't know. I think she was trying to just, like, give her something so that she could be happy.
3: Mm. Well, fascinating little movie. Yeah, fascinating little movie.
1: Yeah, I'd recommend it.
3: I'd recommend it.
1: What would you rate it? I'm
3: gonna give this one 7.25. 7.5. Wow. I really liked it, but some of the humor stuff, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and, like, now that I've watched it once, I'm like... Why do I need to watch it again?
1: Hmm. Well, I'd watch it again.
3: I mean, I liked it. Don't get me wrong.
0: Not enough gunfights. <laughs> Not enough gunfights. I don't know.
1: Interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I give it the same rating as I did HUD. A really strong 7 out of 10.
1: Interesting.
0: What are you going to give it?
1: Well, I don't know. I liked it. I I think I would probably watch it again. Uh, I think I'd give it... Now I feel like I'm going too high, but I think I'd give it an 8 out of 10. Wow. I liked it. I yeah. thought it was good. It's really interesting. 7, 7.5, and
3: then an 8. Yeah.
1: All the characters are just like clearly so well thought out. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I like it. I just it. don't
1: get that.
3: Are we keeping up with this Texas thing?
1: Oh, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> uh, So I guess next week. So we've done West Texas now. Um, I think next week we're going to try something a little different.
3: Is there an Austin film that we're watching?
1: We're going to end with Austin, maybe. Oh, right so Life a couple of David weeks. It, are, are we going to watch that? What's
3: the link later one that I haven't seen. Everybody wants some. No, that's it. That's not the one. I would like to see that too. boyhood. No, like isn't it sunrise or moonrise or light rise. None or, of those are take place in Texas. Those are all Paris, right? Yeah. yeah. I well,
1: like. in London.
3: Yeah never mind yeah
1: anyway uh so next week we're gonna move on to born texas Born, B- boring <laughs> borny, me
0: born texas
3: born
1: texas with all the pretty horses
0: oh shit mm. is there a western yeah
1: kind of
0: it's got some matt damon in it right yep uh-oh <laughs> now we might have to do some searching because my understanding is that there is an extended director's cut that wasn't released somewhere out in the ether on that oh shit so Bezo, you're on it I'll, I'll see what i can do about tracking that down okay but otherwise i guess just whatever the, the Guess are we're gonna are. go watch born <laughs> the born identity all the pretty horses based off a, a cormac mccarthy book oh wow and uh one of his great Fleetwood books. Mac song <laughs> Fleetwood <laughs> Mac song Well, all the
3: pretty horses
0: uh, yeah. never heard of it <laughs> I don't know it just sounds like one <laughs> I don't know what a Fleetwood Mac is yeah wait
3: so what movie <laughs> really? is it no, really are you making yeah. it okay I'm making a stupid joke it's like also, man I made
1: that joke like wow
3: wait I don't get it I don't get the joke and also what's this movie called
1: All the Pretty Horses All the Pretty Horses also a
3: Neil Young song uh
1: yeah Directed by Billy Bob Thornton.
3: Oh, so many Billy Bobs. Well, there we he
1: go. He's another Texas boy, isn't yeah, he?
0: Yeah, he is. Yeah.
3: Damn. Madonna, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, Madonna? No, she's no. You mean day Angelina, day? Jolie. Yeah. Uh, damn. Angelina Jolie. Yeah, Angelina Jolie.
3: I fell in love with a beautiful stranger. You know that one? Nah wow really
1: another show ruined by my- <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's
0: put the brakes on this show right now <laughs> I gotta go to bed all right, all right. well uh, yeah we're wrapping it up thank you for another episode here talking Texas with uh, the Gravy Stemasker and we will see you all on can't the next episode the herd.
2: you can't roller skate in the Buffalo Herd when you can't roller in the Buffalo Herd you can be happy if you've mind to. You can't take a shower in a parakeet cage. You can't take a shower in a parakeet cage. You can't take a shower in a parakeet cage. But you can be happy if you've mind to. All you got to do is put your mind to it. You knuckle down, buckle down, do it, do it, do it. Well, you can't go swimming in a baseball pool. You can't go swimming in a baseball pool. You can't go swimming in a baseball pool. Be happy if you've a mind too doo, 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 doo. <laughs> With a kid on your back. You can't change film with a kid on your back. You can't change film with a kid on your back. But you can be happy if you've a mind to. You can't drive around with a tiger in your car. You can't drive around with a tiger in your car. You can't drive around with a tiger in your car. But you can be happy if you've a mind to. All you got to do is. Put your mind to it, knuckle down, buckle down, do it, do it, do it. You can't roller skate in the buffalo herd. Can't roller skate in the buffalo herd. You can't roller skate in the buffalo herd. But you can be happy if you've a mind to. You can't go fishing in a watermelon patch. You can't go fishing in a watermelon patch. You can't go fishing in a watermelon patch. But you can be happy if you've a mind to. You can't roller skate in the buffalo herd. You can't roller skate in the buffalo herd. You can't roller skate... The... International...